The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. And welcome to another edition of The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio, as always, with Mike Gillen. Hey there, my friend. I love your voice. Oh, thank you. And today, our guest is Amy Lloyd, and we're going to be talking to her in uh, just a second. But, you know, Mike, we we talk about The Shepherd at Work being a show where uh, we show how folks are being salt and light in the community, how the shepherd is working in the community. Marketplace ministry. Absolutely. But today... We're going to talk about how the shepherd is working inside of us. And with that, I've asked Amy to, to come in. Amy and I have known each other for a long time. And Mike, you know how, how folks have challenge after challenge, and then it paralyzes them. And they're no good for mm. anything. Well, with our guest today, Amy, it seems like every challenge she's had has empowered her. So uh, we're going to see how much of her story we can tell in, in this half hour All show. Right. So, Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, and I've looked forward to interviewing you for quite a while because we talk all the time. And um, and you are one of my 10 heroes uh, in this Aww, world. I and and But I, I know your story. So uh, some people have challenges. Some have several challenges. You've had a lot of challenges. So let's start with your health. Uh, you suffer from epileptic seizures. Right. So share with us, how long have, have you been an epileptic? Yeah, so I have a very interesting epileptic story. Um, a lot of people are born with epilepsy. It's very common in young children. So my type of epilepsy I was born with, but I was predisposed to have what they used to call grand mal seizures. Mm-hmm. They're now, now called tonic-clonic focal seizures, who knows why, but there's a song about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it sounds like it could be a song title. So it was, gosh, it's been almost 25 years ago. I had no idea that I had that gene for it or that I was born with it. And I was driving uh, with my dog and I actually was in a really bad car accident. That was my first seizure that I ever had. Um, I had a concussion also. So because I was by myself when I was hospitalized, they actually did not know that it was from a seizure that I caught was in a car accident. So when I was in the hospital with the the test that they were running, I started having seizure after seizure, and then they were inducing them to see. So because I had so many seizures, and they diagnosed me with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So that was about twenty five years ago. Back then, the medical field for epilepsy wasn't as advanced as mm-hmm. it is now. So I was on very strong medication with a lot of negative side effects. Um, probably for about five years, and then they got a lot of more advanced medication, um, and I'm still on the medication that I've been on probably now for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And to talk about my my pregnancies, the biggest thing for me when I found out that I was epileptic was that my neurologist told me that there is really zero chance of me getting pregnant. And if I did get pregnant, the chance of me actually carrying a baby to full term 
was zilch. So that was super disappointing and upsetting. And we're going to actually talk about that in, in, a, in a few minutes, too. What people don't realize, too, is that you have a lot of restrictions uh, as far as driving and things like that. What, what are some of the restrictions you've had to deal with? So luckily, the restrictions have gotten better over 25 years. But when I first was diagnosed, I was like 22 years old. So right away, within a week, I had to, I lost my license, so I couldn't drive. You have to go a year. That's still a Florida regulation. You have to go a year without a seizure uh, to, to keep your license. Um, so I lost my license. I couldn't live by myself, so I had to sell my house within a week. At 22 years old, I had to move back in with my parents. Um, I lost my job or had to quit my job. And for a year, while I waited to be seizure-free, I actually rode my bike to Hallmark to work at Hallmark because I couldn't drive. And so it took a year and then I was able to get back out on my own. Now my restrictions are a little bit better because I have something called auras, which are basically signals and signs that I get feelings before I have a seizure come on. And I have medication then that somebody can give me to usually stop it or at least shorten it. So that helps. I still have driving, some driving issues and restrictions. I have a service dog now that we're getting trained. My Jocelyn, my little mini golden doodle. So she's mm. trained to actually sense those auras where mm. she can, in theory, call 911, get my medication. It's like very crazy advanced techniques. So now a lot of my restrictions have kind of been removed and I'm very familiar with it. And the medication is great about controlling them. So in the midst of dealing with epilepsy, Um, you became a single mom. And as a single mom, you had to go to work. So walk us through the dynamic about thinking about going to work. And then I have a question about where you ended up getting the job. Okay. So it was super stressful and a huge challenge when I became a single mom. I was a single mom at the time of a four-year-old and a newborn. Mm. And I wanted to keep them in the house and in the schools that they were in. So with my seizures, that was an issue because I wasn't driving a lot back then. So I had to get help with with driving. And as you can imagine, taking care of a four-year-old and, and a newborn with health challenges. And even if you don't have health challenges, it's a lot being a single parent and being on your own, especially when you had had help for a long time. So my seizures were an issue, just trying to figure out how to get my kids to school, how to take care of them on my own were all huge, huge challenges. And then all of a sudden God shows up. Tell us, tell us how that happened. So it was very interesting. At the beginning, nobody knew besides my very close friends and family that I was even going through a divorce. Um, I kept it very, you know, close to heart and I knew that I was looking for a position and I was going to have to go back to work, but didn't want to go back full time. I wanted to have that balance where I could be with my kids. And so I basically redid my entire budget um, before I even put anything out there to the workforce or my connections that I was looking for a job. I went through to figure out how many hours I felt like were feasible to work and still be a mom and what I would need down to pretty much the penny to, to keep my house to keep my kids in school, to have the amount of food they need. I'm very organized, so I had every single detail listed out, and I came up with a number, um, an hourly pay for X amount of hours. And I had just randomly a good friend of mine um, that I used to work with at MetLife. He reached out to me and said, 
I know that you're not looking for work. However, this job description came across my desk and it automatically made me think about you. So I just wanted to pass it along. And so I kind of told him what I was going through. He was in shock. So that same day, I called the recruiter, told her the situation, told her it was still on the the download. I didn't know what I was doing. She set me up with the attorneys who were looking for a VP of marketing at the time. I had no idea who they were. That same day, I had a phone interview with them, so it was like very quick, and I had a great feeling about it, but still didn't know if that's where I was supposed to be, if I was supposed to be going back to work, and I was actually flying to Colorado. I remember it very clearly. I took both of my boys to go visit my brother to get away uh, for a week, and while I was in Colorado, the law firm called me and set up an in-person interview. I went the day that I got back from Colorado, I went to meet It was a a law firm that I ended up being at for a little over five years. And I saw met them in person, had no idea that they were even men of faith. I had no idea about their background. And after I left there that same night, they called me and gave me an offer for the exact amount of hours because I had I knew it was part time, but I didn't know how many hours and the exact number hourly that I needed, which was a pretty unusual number. So I right away, I didn't even have to think about it because I knew that that was a huge answer to prayer. So I just said yes. And they ended up being not a Christian law firm necessarily, but they were all Christians, which just made that transition so much easier for me. And I ended up going there full time, um, started working 40 plus hours a week for, yeah, for five years. And it was a huge, huge blessing. And now today you have your own company. I do, which was another huge blessing, and I can't take any credit for it because things all just fell into place, but I got pregnant with my third son, who's now three, and during that time, I had to leave the law firm because I was on bed rest, and that was in December, right before COVID hit, and I decided, you know, I'll slowly try to figure out, like, I might as well, I'm in bed, let's see if I can start my own business, so I started taking small little steps started a name, which was is the Amy Advantage. I got that registered. I started just going through small steps. And then I was ready up and running in March. And my first client, I was sitting in his office. We were being interviewing each other to see if he was a good fit. He signed my contract. So it was my first official client. That day, I, I drove home and found out that the schools closed for COVID. At that time, I had a fourth grader, a first grader, and a newborn at home who I was teaching, homeschooling the older two boys, and I had just started a company. So if that would have happened a day earlier, I probably would have put my company on hold. But God used it in a way where with COVID, I could just very slowly start bringing on clients. And it ended up now three years in. It's been a huge blessing. Now, Mike, you interviewed uh, Amy last Wednesday. Yes. So, uh, folks, if you want to learn what the Amy Advantage is, uh, go back and listen to the podcast of that show if you didn't hear it uh, live last Wednesday. Afternoons with Mike. Right here on the the Shepherd Shepherd Radio Network. (laughs) But when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Amy Advantage, but also there's a couple of other uh, really key points that... We want to get into so uh amy stick around mike uh we'll be back in just a couple minutes with the shepherd alert 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network, with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday, for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice, first the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three Shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-led communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-led communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And we're back with Amy Lloyd on The Shepherd at Work today. And Mike Illen is in the studio, as always. Uh, say something, Mike, because hey. your, your voice is so great. Oh, come on, man. Perfect radio well, thank you. voice. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's great being with you. Um, in, in one sentence, what did you learn in your interview with Amy? Well, we were talking about social media, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things that we all need to know. I mean, even before we began this, we were talking about uh, AI, and that's the big new buzzword on news and and stuff. But uh, social media is is everywhere, and it's probably not going to go away. How do we as believers handle it? That's one of the points that we talked about. And working with somebody who is adept at social media that is a believer— when you need help, they're not going to lead you astray. That's right. So we, we kind of digress a, a little bit on the Amy advantage, but I think you were mentioning how your business was growing. And I think one of the things was, is that before you even started your business, you had been a member of the Central Florida Christian Chamber, an ambassador. You were really key there. And hundreds of people already know you for who you are and, and your talents. Yeah, and I will say that's also a very huge blessing that I would not have expected because the way that fell into place was when I was at my previous employer and I was at the attorney's office. They had no interest probably or reason professionally to be part of the Central Florida Mm -hmm. Christian Chamber. So they knew that I was a believer. They allowed me to join. It was really for personal reasons. So I just actually came up on my almost my 10 year anniversary of being a member at the chamber. I loved the people. They were very welcoming. It's such a different type of not even networking, since I know you don't like that word, but it's a relationship building group, which has been awesome. So from a 
personal and professional standpoint, I felt very welcomed. I did become very involved, as you mentioned, and I had no idea, of course, at that point that I was going to be using that platform seven years later to grow my own business. And actually, 75 to 80% of all my clients come from Christian Chamber. So God knew, and he was preparing you ahead of time for this. Years ago, God was preparing you for a husband. How that? What? Tell us how Robbie came about. <laughs> I'm sure you can already see it. It puts a huge smile on my face. So again, this was back when I was a single mom. I came to the point where I was at peace through prayer, through my relationships with my family and my friends to stay single and just be a mom. And I was going to be happy with that. I was at peace with it. So I was not searching to get married or to date or anything like that. And Robbie was brought into my life through social media, which is interesting. <laughs> um, so we reconnected. I've known him from First Baptist Orlando, where the Christian Chamber meets. We went to Sunday school together since we were in third grade. And he came back into my life. And I was comfortable with him. He was It was super easy to introduce him to the kids. And I wasn't worried about it. And now we just celebrated our six-year wedding anniversary. He is a strong believer. He's probably my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader professionally. And he's such a great dad. He's a dad to all three of our kids. And now we've had our own biological child together who's now three, three well, years old. So let's uh, let's kind of drill down on that because I know that he wanted to be a dad. You wanted to be a mom again. You're built to be a mom. You are. I am. Um, but there was a challenge. There was another challenge in your life. Uh, share with us that struggle. So at the time that Robbie and I got married, my boys were five and two. And I was, goodness, back then I was like 37 years old. So I was already in that geriatric phase of what they call, you know, when you're pregnant. So he actually was 100% fine just being the dad to my older boys. I knew since he didn't have biological children, I really wanted that for him. That was my desire. He actually tried to convince me not to do it because I have so many health risks in regards to my epilepsy, regards to other you know female issues and surgeries that I've had. So I just, I really felt it in my heart and we tried and tried and tried. The doctors all told me there was no chance at my age and because of my prior issues that I could get pregnant. We looked at fertility. It was going to be a ginormous amount of money. So I was actually just telling Mike earlier that when we were sitting in a fertility clinic, they were telling us how much money it was going to be. There's really little chance, even with that, that I could get pregnant. And come to find out later, I was pregnant, sitting in that office, had no idea. So we did not have to use any kind of special treatments. And it's been like, he's been, Landon is the hugest blessing to, it's Robbie's really just, his little mini me. If you've seen him, he looks nothing like me. He looks exactly like my husband. And again, I never would have thought I would have had it in me to get pregnant and go through that because I was 41 when all of this happened. So really me seeing what God's will and desire was for my husband is what pushed us together to get there. And it's been amazing. Huge miracle. Well, and it's also an illustration of perseverance because it wasn't one and done. It was not. So I was actually only a few people. You're probably one of the only people that know I've actually been pregnant 14 times, which people it's very hard mm. to even believe that that happened. But I'm it's not that I'm such a strong person because people that hear it think, oh, my gosh, how did you persevere? How did you do that? And honestly, I did have that internal desire to keep going. But I 
100% will say that that was the Holy Spirit and that was God's will for us. That's the only thing that kept me going. And it crushed me every time mm. that we lost a pregnancy, but I was able to like get right back up and, and go again. Robbie was so supportive that he said, no, like, don't do it. It's not safe for you. You know, it's too much stress on your body. But he really stood up and took care of the older boys while I was pregnant. And yeah, it's something that I never would have thought that I would do. But the perseverance, I will say, yes, that's part of it. But really just God giving me the peace and the ability to go on and bringing the right people into my life at the right time to support us. Well, and that's the thing. There's many, many people who rejoiced with you and then a few weeks later cried with you. And now we're rejoicing and continue to rejoice. God definitely takes ashes and makes it into beautiful things. Uh, And the Christian Chamber and my network has been a huge, like I said, personal and professional blessing and the prayers and the crying Really, that gave me a lot of strength to keep going and having this miracle story and giving all the glory to God once he was born, because there was really no chance from a medical standpoint of him being here. So, Amy, we have a few minutes left. So I'd just like for you to take some time, speak from the heart and talk to those who are listening to the program. What are some of the things that you have learned that God has shown you through this that uh, others would be blessed by hearing that? So there's so many things, but I'll just try to stick to a couple of things that really stand out in my mind. First, I'll preface preface it by saying, really was not me at all. And there was a lot of times where I was so challenged and felt so defeated that I did feel like giving up. So I think that's very normal for people to feel that way. I definitely went through that. People who know me now, I think, see me as this very strong woman, this great mom, but 100% like I struggled. I doubted. I questioned God. I wasn't a lot of prayer, but there was times that I just didn't have the faith that I needed. That's when I relied on my community, Mm -hmm. on my family, on my friends who were believers. I think what I learned from that experience is really to be open about what you're going through. A lot of people are ashamed or scared about being judged or how they'll be perceived, but I learned through all of these difficult challenges to be open and vulnerable and transparent, which actually ended up blessing me and blessing other people because you never realize what struggles other people are going through. And then it builds that rapport. It builds that bond. So I will say being open to asking for prayer, asking for support. That was a huge thing. I also think that just coming to a place where you're focusing in the moment and really realizing the blessings that you already have and coming to a place of peace where you're not putting so much expectation on yourself and just having that gratitude and that thankfulness for where you are now, that has gotten me through so much. Just writing down every night, I was so thankful for my four-year-old, for my one-year-old and for that support system. And that gave me the strength to keep going. And I remember the first time I met you, it was at a fellowship Friday through the chamber at Burger Fi. (laughs) And What really struck me is, you know, you told the story uh, about the law firm and all that, but you were also very transparent and very open about why you were there. And I think what it's done is it's caused people to feel comfortable coming to you. So you're a a very relational person. And because of that, it's built that network, network as a noun, works, Uh, that network around you. It built a huge community for me that I never would have expected because you hear about the networking groups. And I've been part of a ton of them over the past 20 years in my career. And it's very draining. Usually it's very 
challenging to make those relationships. It's very transactional. So when I joined the Christian Chamber, I really had no idea how different it would be. And it did build that network, the community, where it gave me the relationships that I needed, both personally and professionally. So it was such a huge blessing that I never would have expected. So Amy, there may be somebody listening today that wants to know a little bit more about your personal because it's touched their heart. There may be somebody out there who went back and listened to the podcast and has heard your show today and want to lo- learn a little bit more about the Amy advantage in social media, et cetera. How would somebody get in touch with you? So my information is pretty much all over social media. So that's one way you can look up my name, Amy, A-I-M-E-E, Lloyd. My company name, as you mentioned, is the Amy Advantage. So it's just my website's theamyadvantage.com. But if you put that into LinkedIn, into Facebook, I pop up. And anybody that goes to the Christian Chamber website can find me. And I'm an ambassador there. So all my personal information is on there, too. So and you'll be I happy would, to meet somebody at the at a chamber lunch. Of course. And I talk to anybody <laughs> for free for 30 minutes if they just want advice about anything marketing, even if they're not a good fit for my company. That's something that I offer to And everybody. there's one of those meetings coming up on the 11th, I think, right? Yep. Right. Thursday is yeah. next Thursday is the big relationship building lunch, May 11th. And that's when we're going to be learning about the new co-presidents of the chamber. So it's going to be an exciting one to be at. Amy Lloyd, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. For Mike Gillen, this is Mark Goldstein. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.